0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, who didn't make it in the exclusive 741 club, your guest 742. Listen, it's, it's, you know, it's a game of inches. It's much like the Olympics. However, you are in less of an exclusive club of being a guest who has the patience of a saint, because I do not. I can I can learn things, I can teach myself graphic design, I can get into medical school, I can build a podcast. One thing I can't do is be remotely punctual, even once in my life. And uh, with that, Allison, please introduce yourself.
1: Well, I'm Allison Royal, R-O-Y-A-L. That's like, you know, on the beginning of Intervention and those shows they have them the Well, anyway, I'm not an addict, though, just practicing that. Well, I'm Allison. And I was a TV news reporter for years. Uh, I am originally from LA. Well, the burbs of LA, I should preface. Nowhere near there anymore. Can't stand it, unfortunately, anymore, which is sad because like my whole family is there. Oh. And I, you know, had this dream my whole life. I wanted to be a TV reporter. I wanted to be a journalist, really is what I wanted to be. But I just like I like shooting and editing my own stuff. And I went all over the country doing the small markets, big dreams thing that we all do. I went to South Dakota, Minnesota, froze my ass off for a long time. Well, like a year and a half, not too long, but those winners are pretty brutal. And my dream job was always to be an on-air journalist in San Diego. I finally got to where I wanted to be. And with COVID, I feel like my entire perspective on the industry and journalism and ethics has changed. I repeatedly in especially in 2021, not as much in 2020, but in 2021, I repeatedly brought concerns to management about coverage, about us telling people what to do instead of telling people about something. I had a lot of concerns about pharmaceutical involvement in news and like spoiler alert for anybody listening. It's not even pharmaceutical industries influencing news. It's just one big company. So oh, yeah. please be careful with whatever you listen to. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like people who have already subscribed to that, like I, I can't pull them away. Like that's their choice. And I felt like we demonized parents just so many things over and over. Uh, Over the summer, management found out that I wasn't vaccinated. I was the only on-air person of any anchor reporter, meteorologist who wasn't, uh, which I kind of figured since everyone was Instagramming both of their doses and maybe sometimes even a third or fourth post uh, to each their own, but it's cringy to me.
0: Uh, It's, it's, yeah. (laughs) It's, I don't know.
1: It's a, it's not my style. And you know, We were hashtagging things on our official news pages that are supposed to be unbiased and not tell people what to do. Hashtag get vaccinated. You know, I noticed producers, when they found out I wasn't vaccinated, um, the people who did know, which were very few, just a couple friends at work, I told I wasn't vaccinated. They didn't care. But when, like, the really high management of my company found out, the retaliation was absolutely insane. I mean, they would pull me to do these bullshit stories all the time. That were kind of a punishment. Particularly, there was one day where, right after they found I wasn't vaccinated, they uh, decided to give me a story called "Younger, Sicker, Quicker," where they wanted me to cover how ICUs were filling up with people RH. I said, "Okay, I'll look into it." I looked into it hard. Of course, it's not true. They wanted me to run the story anyway, and even changed my script which up until this point in my career has never been a problem. Like normally the management who I loved, like the actual management that I had, like middle management who oversaw me, never changed my scripts. I mean like one comma here or there. And like all caps, looks good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And suddenly that changed. People way higher up in the company started having to read all of my scripts and like pick them apart. They would move my schedule around, you know, they would flip flop it really hard, you know, work till six thirty one night, we need you on the morning show at 3am, come back in. They had me do all these kind of punishment assignments, call me on my day off to track a story that they would basically write it for me and try to have me put my name on it. And it was this sick joke of laughing like, haha, we control you. And I flat out was like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I was getting sick from the guilt of everything that was going on. And I knew from about April 2021 that I needed to get out. But I love journalism, I just don't love news, if that makes yeah. sense. I yeah. love, you know, meeting people and trying to find the truth, but it had completely crossed the line of propaganda. I think it has for years, but I think when I was so young and naive and saw everything with rose-colored glasses, I didn't see it before COVID. But in retrospect, like since the 60s, this stuff has been going on. Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh yeah. Much this deliberate sanctioned propaganda that is impacting all of our lives. I mean, they have it all the way from children young in school they have it all the way to people in senior homes it's absolutely ludicrous but i eventually after i just thought i have to get out i have to get out <laughs> i have a cold actually i don't have covid which, which is kind of boring yeah, i know I, mean, I don't even have the cool virus i've
0: I've, to... I've i've had it twice it's not even like it's not even cool it's not even like oh i am I get to face down the chinese bioweapon you're just like you're like my throat kind of hurts it's just, it's not Did even. Did you
1: feel like you were knocking on death's door
0: by any means? No, I got it first uh, right around my thirtieth birthday, so it was August 2020, and the podcast wasn't even a year old yet. I was still living at home, and I was working at a liquor store. And I just remember I was kind of, I was like sick for a couple of days, and I just thought I was sick. And they were like, "Well, just in case." And I later found out it was COVID. I mean, it was. I'm not going to make light of it. Like I was sick, but what it reminds me of is like that middle school sick you know when, like you actually gotta stay home and you're actually kind of like fucked up like that's what it felt like and not to make i mean hey there are 800,000 people who you know, 800,000 americans who've lost family members i'm not trying to make light of that but mm-hmm. to me it was just but- yeah well regardless of what then like, i like i do know i do personally know like one person has died and like i know their wife and like so i'm not gonna make light of it that being mm-hmm. said i mean it just felt it felt sick if a, if 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 COVID wasn't a story, it would just be one of the times where you're like, "Yeah, man, flu really kicked my ass this year." And then it's like, "Well, what happened?" And it's like, "Well, I drank Gatorade and I slept for a couple of days, and you know, now I'm here." Yeah. So again, not making light of it, but um, yeah, no, you don't even have COVID. But so with what you're saying about like news, it's um, it's it kind of made me think about like doing this this podcast. To where it eventually does get to a point where you're like, I can't, like I can't even passively go along with, this, with what's going on, and not even in like some self-aggrandizing, like it's me versus the world. It's just, it's just like little shit. Like I started the, yeah, I, yeah, I, I started the podcast because I was like, I was like, I could do what Rogan does. Like I it to be cool, and it just. You know, COVID kind of started as a side thing and I didn't, I genuinely didn't really care about it. And then it wasn't until I started having on doctors and getting suspensions that just the, the, the me in me, you know, going to private Catholic school and being told you can't do this. So you're going to do this. Right. You know, I'm Irish Catholic too. Yeah. I mean, I'm Thomas Patrick Kerrigan. Yeah. Oh, I was, I mean i mean it, but I, I mean yeah no i mean you can see how white i am thomas patrick kerrigan i mean it's 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 you know it's as it's, it's I'm as as stereotypical as you get but like you know the, for me it was just almost like the little punk in me like in in high school it was like you can't have hair past your ears or your collar so naturally like i had my hair right down to it second i got to college and no one cared it's been this short for 12 years so at first it just started as sort of like a you know youtube is you know you've been uh temporarily suspended for covid misinformation so regardless even if it truly was misinformation even if i was like hey if you douse yourself in gasoline it'll work there's just a part of me that's like no <laughs> and just that's just the arrogant asshole in me yeah. and and then i kind of kept going with i had on a cia veteran talking about like 2020 election and how like there was plausible fraud did it overturn it i don't know but then you know another suspension for that and so, like, my interest in any of this was never, like, I'm out against COVID. I don't care. But you do get to a point where you almost start looking at yourself. And I remember I started doing episodes, and I would I would purposely refrain from saying anything about COVID. And there was just this, like, granted, at the time, I had, like, 100 subscribers. It's not like I'm a mover and shaker. I'm still not. I just remember sometimes I'd, like, finish an episode and be like, I really like held my tongue because I didn't want to talk about a virus, and there's just this like part of you that, like the ideal version of you is next to you, just looking at you like, dude, you're a pussy, and like, that's why I started going farther and farther until finally getting permanently banned from YouTube. But it feels good.
1: At this point, and it's gonna happen to everybody. Yeah,
0: it's cool. I got I got banned. I got permanently banned. I can't even set up another account. I got IP banned in August 2021. But to me, you know they can do that. oh yeah, no, they can. But to me, I'm like, it's actually led me to becoming like actual friends with Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone. Like, so Let's like,
1: interview Dr. Malone.
0: He's cool. Dr. Malone's the coolest fucking guy in the world. the The most interesting man in the world. But the point of me saying all this is, is like, you get to a point where. You just have to do it because for me, like I really couldn't live with myself, not even in like a a moral way. I just looked at myself and I was like, like, I want to beat me up. Like, I want to punch myself and be like, dude, stand up, like grow a pair. And I feel like that's kind of like what you were. And that's even more hardcore for you because that was in your industry. This was, you know, I was like, whatever, if I get banned, it's not like I'm losing a million dollars of monetization. It's it's a big brain move. You can't get demonetized if you've never been monetized on YouTube. So like, but am I, am I putting words in your mouth? Is that kind of what you felt with the news? That's
1: exactly how I felt. And it's, right. it's not, it's not an overnight thing. No, right? no, 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 no. These tiny little, I call them breadcrumbs. There's these tiny little breadcrumbs that are sprinkled throughout your life and throughout your job. So for example, all the time you'd be like, okay, go do a live shot in front of a school about, you know, vaccines being available for, kids that are 16 and over, for example. You know, morally, i if I had a 16-year-old, no way in hell would I vaccinate them, um, but that's just my belief. But I also believe in choice and autonomy uh-huh. for people, uh-huh. and I don't believe in preaching to people, but we'd go to this school, and I'd be doing a live shot, and there'd be kids behind me on these social distancing stickers with masks on, sometimes two masks on, and they'd be outside playing with masks on. I would think to myself, I wonder if people who are watching this at home think that I'm just completely tone deaf to what's behind me when I'm standing there with this stick mic doing this live report that's pretty much just a press release repackage. It's not true journalism like I no. want to do. What's that? Like, are, do people think I'm tone deaf to the fact that I, I mean, I really think it's child abuse the way that California especially has been treating masking children. I don't really think it works. Uh, I have reason to believe that. And I, yeah, like, there's this ethical dilemma. If there were any other kind of child abuse going on behind me, and I just stood there with a big smile on my face, pretending that it wasn't happening, sometimes I have to wear a mask myself, depending on the circumstance, that would never be okay if a kid was, you know, getting abused in any other capacity. So why am I doing that? Um, When, I don't know who, but, you know, someone at my station would tweet the anchor intro for my story. I'd be like, oh, well, you know, the anchor saying it's not me, even though they're introducing my story. Words aren't coming out of my mouth, so that's okay. But they would tweak little things all the time. Like if I say if you get vaccinated, they would change it to when you get vaccinated. Yeah. Little tiny subliminal things like that. Honestly, I do believe, I don't know if it was intentional if it was a mistake. I don't know if they're trying to, you know, brainwash people or if they themselves are brainwashed and it was just like an edit they didn't even think about. Maybe it's very possible they meant no ill intent by it. But that kind of stuff happened all the time. I can give you a thousand stories. But eventually it's like everyone has to decide, okay, like where do you hold the line? When do you realize you're biting your tongue? Because I bit my tongue every day. And the longer you bite your tongue, yeah, exactly. You think, like, if I were listening to this person or watching this person on TV, I would think, like, who is this?
0: Stand up. Yeah, stand up straight. (laughs) Grow a spine. like
1: Yeah, like, what's going on? Um, And eventually I realized that I was going grocery shopping in grocery stores that were out of the way from where I lived because they're was a mask mandate for unvaccinated people at the time, like right before I left. So like maybe October, like maybe like August to October, 2021, there was a mask mandate in San Diego County for people who were unvaccinated to go pretty much anywhere, to do anything, step outside your house. But for unvaccinated people, you didn't have to wear a mask. And I was so tired of wearing a mask in grocery stores. And I felt like I'm part of the problem if I wear it. But if I don't wear one, you know and i'm not vaccinated i kind of out myself and i knew at that point a couple people at work knew i wasn't vaccinated and i was worried about running into them and then them telling on me because i know of instances where that Jesus happened where people put me without a mask and somebody would tell on them so i would go out of the way in like some part inland hoping that i wouldn't see a co-worker and then i thought like this is not who i am and I was getting, you could probably still see it. I was getting acne like I hadn't had since I was 16 years old from the stress of all of it. My family even noticed I like wasn't the same person that I used to be. And eventually when my company issued a vaccine mandate, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I did fill out an exemption, even though there was a part of me that was so relieved that I'm like okay, now I actually have a legitimate reason to get out, which was also so sad. There's this morning process because this was my dream job for so many years. And I don't know why I say "and" between every sentence. So I'm trying to stop doing
0: that. Do say what?
1: Uh, I'm trying to stop saying "and" between every
0: who, sentence. Who, I feel like
1: I just have who a giant, gi- round Who
0: gives who, 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 gi- who gives a shit? And and yeah, who gives a fuck, um, dude? Say whatever you want. say. Whatever say elephant. Who cares? Well, uh, ele- is, elephant. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter.
1: They told me that my exemption that they after going through the whole process, HR actually the nicest woman in the world like worked at HR for my company. And she said that they decided as a company they were not going to allow exemptions for reporters or anybody on air because we're out in the public and we have to set an example and we have to interact with people. So you can either get the shot like ASAP or, you know, November 12th is going to be your last day. And I said, all right, November 12th is going to be my last day. November 12th, um, I was like the weirdest day of my life. I packed up my car, all this gear, all the stuff I'd worked so hard for, with my name on it. I drove in, and I was already locked out of my email, and the assignment desk had to send my email to my personal email. I told no one I was leaving pretty much, just like one person I was close with, and then obviously HR knew. And I walked out that day, and some producers, I remember, she's she's also really nice. She goes, see you tomorrow, and I go, see you tomorrow. And in my head, I'm like, no, you won't. Yeah, but- going to get an email that I left. Uh, and then somebody started a rumor that security had to escort me out of the building. We don't even. Need- Security,
0: building. we don't even have security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like
1: fired on the spot, kicking and screaming. They said that I didn't even get to finish my story, and they pulled me out of an edit bay. My story ran that day, like it, it's a very it's, And the person that they said threw me out of the building worked from home that day, like it very easily refuted, but it still spread all over town. Um, the damage was done, and it kind of like solidified that I made the right decision. Yeah, uh, people, yeah, you would be surprised how often journalists gossip of and how often journalists start rumors. There are some people who I've worked with I don't, some of them. I don't
0: think I would be surprised.
1: But there are also I've worked with some great people, like people who I would totally go to bat for. But there are some people who, even though I still like I like them on a surface level, there are people who in this industry almost blur the line of influencer. Like they just want to be big on Instagram. And mm-hmm. if you look on they're supposed to be journalists, but you look on their Instagram and it's just all selfies of them at the anger desk. If you scroll through their it's, feed, it's the, and yeah. Dunk lips and
0: it's, it's the it's strange. the it's like the it's like the the workout page and it's like no it's not it's just a hot girl in like yoga pants and you know i'm like i respect the grift like hey go make your money yeah. but you know it's uh am you know where it's the people that are like i remember when i was pre-med there was always the people that kind of like played the role of like the pre-med student that always just like took the pictures of all their books laid out and i was like what do you what do I mean if you're really trying to ace OCAM, okay, I mean, you're not putting up like Instagram filtered pictures of your book at two in the morning. You're crying in a cold sweat because you can't figure out how to do a synthesis and you're all jacked up on Adderall and no sleep. Like, that's pre-med. Pre-med isn't like glasses and my cup of coffee. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of crushed Red Bull cans and 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 you have another page Googled, what's the lethal dose of Adderall? Like that's what pre-med is. <laughs> you're like what? Would you do it again? Would you do it all over again? Yeah, because I fucking loved it. I would never... Well, now that I don't want to be a doctor, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I got into medical school. I decided not to go. But, I mean, it's the same thing as this. Like It'd be like, news anchor selfie? No, it's being in a 700-square-foot apartment surrounded by moving blankets, and people that walk in here think it's a rape dungeon because there's sound paneling. This is what it is. This is it's screaming into a camera and trying to schedule things and on the treadmill in the gym in the morning, calling guests and forgetting who the hell you're even talking to. You're like, I'd love to talk about your new book. And it's like a guy running for Congress. And you're like, fuck, like, that's what it is. It's 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 talking your mouth off and having nine bottles of water. But sorry, that's just no. I know what you're talking about. It's the which, again, I'm not against if that's how you go make your money, knock yourself off. If you play the no, role, thing. go for it. Go for it. Put on the yoga pants. I don't give a shit. But it's not. It's also not real, right? Yeah. Sorry I for mean, that.
1: You just have to be transparent about it. Like, if you're going to be an influencer and you're posting something, like, be transparent that you receive this product for free or you get a port, you get royalties or something like that. Don't just post this promotional thing and then call yourself a journalist. I mean, I feel on a like, larger scale, that's what's going on with pharmaceuticals. But, where a twenty-four-seven commercial for yeah brought to, brought to you by <laughs> pfizer yeah
0: yeah 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 but yeah it's uh this what like, like you said though th- all those rumors spreading about you and then it, it just solidifies your decision to me it's the same thing when like like friends you've had for 20 years and i'll upload it uh, like a, I'd upload like an image of like there's data and it'd be like you fucking anti-vaxxer nazi and i'll be like first of all i have my vaccines i don't even know where the nazi part came in like sure, I'm pale with blue eyes, but I, I don't, okay. And then, but to me, it does serve a purpose because you saw a veil get pulled back. And at first you go, oh, these people are just really, maybe they're brainwashed. And then you start to realize, oh, it wasn't that they became something else. That face was always right there. There was just never, there was never a reason for the mask to come off. You know, it's like you really kind of learn who has your back when it all goes to sh- Like, Okay, college, great shape, hot girlfriend, 4.0 student was going to go to medical school. After I lost my brother to suicide, I gained a ton of weight, did a bunch of drugs, really became a fat piece of shit and had to move home with my parents' house. There are a couple friends who like never left my side. You know, they're like we're worried about you, but they're still my they're still the same. And then there's 99% of people that you go, "Oh, they really do just fall away." And it sucks when it's happening and it's heartbreaking, but it's also very empowering because you come away on the, if you can get through it, you come away on the other end with now, you know, now you know who's got your back and you also, you know, what's real. And it's, um, but then the point of that is like, so, I, you know, I would get attacked for posting, like, an image of Vare's data. And I'd be like, don't attack me. I'm just the messenger. I'd be like, well, you know, what do you know about this? So I went out and interviewed Dr. Malone. And I would, like, post that. And I'd be like, well, here's the inventor. They'd be like, just because he's an inventor doesn't mean he's an expert. I'd be like, well, that's retarded. So I'd interview Dr. McCullough. And on and on. And then finally, you would just get kind of, like, a base hate message where it'd be like, you've always been this way. And I know it sounds like we're two-year-olds gossiping. But the the roundabout point is I agree with what you're saying. It just solidifies your decision where you go, oh, oh, if you step out of line, you're instantly attacked. So it's either I step out of line today and don't get the vaccine or it's next or, you know.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear?
0: Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may
1: apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Or it's I don't stand with Ukraine, or it's whatever the hell the next thing is going to be. The farmers of Madagascar, whatever the hell the next profile picture thing is going to be. You might as well cross the bridge. Now, you might as well kind of. Pull the pull the bandaid off now, and I know I'm kind of yeah. I know to I'm. Find
1: out where your line is because they're going to keep moving it back. Yeah, yeah, so
0: it's just it's just it's just take the heat, like Jordan Peterson going like, oh yeah, you know, I got the vaccine, or however the hell his Irish accent goes. He's like, but people are still attacking me, and they won't leave me alone. They're saying now you got to get the booster, and it's like, well, that's what you get for trying to appease. It doesn't draw your line. Take the heat. It's going to suck for a little bit, and move forward. Yeah, sorry, I know I'm I know I'm ramming I, know. I know I'm ramming words like, down your throat.
1: Your point. It does get better. After a couple months, it does get better.
0: hundred percent. It's,
1: it's it's weird and you don't know like how far to go with it. Like I didn't on the last day, um, someone told me like you should tweet something and like call your station out, like, today's my last day and I lost my job for not being vaccinated. And I was like, No, I kinda wanna just uh like reflect yeah. for at least a month. And it was the holidays too. I'm like, I just wanna like, I get holidays off with my family this year. I just want to reassess. And I was just really quiet. And obviously now, like, words out. Yeah. <laughs> and I I think something that you could probably relate to, and something when I interview people who have been in similar situations, kind of like you and I, uh, like, for example, doctors who have maybe gone against the grain and are doing well and actually helping patients out, or someone who lost their dopamine, not vaccinated things along that those lines. I'll ask them like or I'll tell them like let me guess. You get a lot of support in private but not a lot in public. And they go, "Oh my gosh, how do you know? Like are you a wizard?" And I'm like, "No, because that's what happened to me. When I left, I had some of the sweetest coworkers text me or call me. Uh-huh. Um, or like i try to meet up and say things like, "Oh my god, like I relate. I you know, I talk about all of the same concerns when I get home with my husband or my wife about what we see at work." Uh and I'm getting sick to my stomach and I felt pressure to be vaccinated. One person told me that they have gnarly side effects from the vaccine and that they are not allowed to talk about it. And they were, you know, they were afraid to post about it on their social media because they were afraid of work saying anything that you would pitch doing a story about the side effects so people could learn more about it. And that was turned down like any criticism or questions everyday people have about the vaccine has been completely shut down completely censored i'm sure you've learned that from your youtube page your IP address being banned that shit is crazy i've never heard that before
0: same uh, same with reddit
1: been a lot of old friends will text you or call you and say like oh like you know love what you're doing with the podcast or listen to an episode you know something nice and cheeky like that but how many of them actually will retweet it you know yeah. publicly that would help they could lose their own job. And so the, I, I appreciate it, and it makes me feel good knowing that so many people in news, like, secretly feel this way, but they don't want to lose their job, That they need to support their families. And, again, they've climbed the ladder just like I did to get to the market they want to get to. But at the same time, they are part of the problem. I think mean yeah. that respectfully
0: yeah no absolutely no it's uh yeah no a lot of people will message you and be like hey man i you know i've thought something was fucky with covid from the beginning and it's kind of yeah. sad because it's all preface it with like i'm not an anti-vaxxer and i want to be like i've i've never met an anti-vaxxer in my life i'm not saying they don't exist i'm just saying i don't know them because i imagine it has sound douchey about imagine it has something to do with the fact that i've just I'm well-educated, and I've been to institutions of higher learning. There's no one really any There's I also haven't met anyone that believes in a flat Earth. So even the fact that people have to start with, hey, I'm not any vaxxer, I'm like, neither am I. I literally got, like, a tetanus booster shot a couple months ago. That's just not the booster everyone else is getting. Because it has been 10 years. But the point is, is, like, they are part of the problem because it's comforting because, well, one, you don't feel like an outcast, and two, you also realize you're looking at this, like, surface... This like ocean surface and it looks like it's all water, but you're finding out that it's actually only like an inch deep and it's not actually like an ocean. So when you look at this big surface of people and you're the only one talking out, you go, I'm alone. And then 90 people message you and you go, oh, a lot of the things I'm seeing out there, it's not this monolith. There's a lot of people that agree with me. They're just right below the surface. But if you just glance at the surface, it looks like an ocean. You go, that's a mile deep. But if you went over and like slapped it, it's like, there's a rock right under it. So it's, it's, it's an illusion and it is, they do, they do bear, they do bear responsibility because if they just stood up and said something, it would be less of a thing. But I also get, That's very idyllic that I'm 31, I don't have debts, I don't have pets, I don't have kids, everything I own is paid off. I'm my own boss and I do this. It's very easy for me to say, fuck you. I bet the situation would be a lot different if I had a, a little baby girl or boy or something. I might be going, I can't get banned from YouTube. I get it. I get it. And I and I get that it's easy for me to kind of be radical in that. However, I don't think anyone's free from but more importantly, what it comes down to is is Yeah, we can point fingers at them and say, you guys should do something too, but really all you can do, and it's so cheesy, but you really just have to be the change you want to see. You go, you know what? I'll talk up. I got banned from YouTube. I got ostracized on social media, but I did the thing. And now, now I've shown with my actions what you need to do as well. And now I can talk about it because I did it, but you also can't push anyone to do it. It's your own, it's your own learning process. You have to learn on your own. Yeah, it's, um... But it does it does kind of once you get it out of the way, you do have sort of like a renewed sense of of confidence because now I'll just like bring it just for the fuck of it. I'll just bring something up on the podcast and I'll be like, I'll be like, what's really going on right now? Like, how come everyone is like in lockstep staying with Ukraine? Like, I get it. I understand an invasion sucks. I'm not making light of men, women and children dying, but it does kind of give you you go. This seems a lot like COVID. There's one uniform, and m- mind you, I have no, I don't care. I'm not on one side or the other. I don't give a shit. But it does kind of make you start to go. This does seem weird. Everyone's changing their profile picture. There's one narrative. If you speak out against it, you're a literal Nazi. You got to change your profile picture. Every corporation is virtue signaling. Now, is there something deeper than that? Probably not. The point I'm making, though, I'm making though, is after going through the whole COVID shit and already being attacked, you're kind of callous to it. You've got, you've got some like armor. So you go, what's going on in Ukraine? Whereas a year ago, I'd be like, don't say that. Don't say that. You're going to get canceled. Now I'm like, you can't cancel me. I'm canceled. You can't kill a zombie. They're dead. Like, you know, I'm like, go for it. So that is a benefit is it actually does sort of like pay dividends and whatever the next thing is in a year, you have the balls to just kind of go, what's going on there. Because you don't care, you've already been shut down, and I know I'm not letting you speak, but yeah, those are my thoughts on all that. So, so I'm trying to remember if where you reached out to me on was it Twitter or Rumble? Uh, Getter. Getter.
1: I I, I wanted to email you because after I interviewed Dr. Robert Malone, I wanted to see if we talked about things that other people had talked about. So, searching on Rumble, and I found your podcast, and I found you to be very. Refreshing, Ooh. personable, and yourself. You didn't seem like you were trying to, you know, uh like a lot of reporters are, like, you know, just stand there with the stick mic. You know, you're just
0: Dr. Like, Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine. Could you please tell me about the importance of. No, fuck off. You're just like, what's up, man? <laughs> well, I
1: still want to break into my news voice
0: every day. Don't, don't, don't do it. it. No, no don't break into and it.
1: Just I couldn't find your email anywhere, and just because I like wanted to connect with you, but I could find your getter, so I just like just sent you a getter. Like I put it, I commented on your am like, "Hey, what's your email?"
0: And uh, here we are. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. They all blend together. I don't know who reaches out to me. It's it's weird. Um, but so if I am remembering correctly, and it's because it all is a blur. I like I said, I never know who, who exactly it is I'm talking to, which is my own fault. I'm like. I'm like, what are we talking about today? Is it newscasting or is it like, did you invent a kite? But both. It, both. Actually, Actually, Tommy, I'm, 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 a, I'm a renaissance woman. I'm a newscaster. I'm also a kite entrepreneur. Thank you very much. Don't, don't, a box. don't mansplain me. Don't mansplain me. I can be a kite and I can be a reporter.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: But you are starting your own thing though, right?
1: Yeah, it's already up. I don't have the phone you have. I definitely don't have 742 episodes, but maybe one day I created a Rumble channel because which is funny because everyone said, Oh, you should do YouTube, everyone's doing YouTube. And I'm like, oh, I want to get deleted off there. It's it's yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's a matter of don't, when yeah. rather than if yeah. I am acutely aware of how controlled and censored and owned all of these social media companies are i don't even entirely trust getter it's just kind of a backup in case my twitter ever gets deleted like all my stuff is somewhere else too and i also just was like feeling left out i oh, it's getting on the getter train i don't want to be last but rumble was something that i knew okay like my stuff's not going to get taken down maybe one day that will change so i'm going to go with rumble and i created a rumble channel where i'm just doing independent stories. And I call it New School News with Allison Royal because I realized the old school model of corporate news doesn't work for me anymore. So I'm doing a new school model. I had another name in mind that I really wanted, but it turns out it's already taken. Someone has a podcast by that name. So I was like, oh, I wanted to be misinformation. Like That's good. That's good.
0: Get like a satchel. That would be I awesome. That's,
1: I want to do like the whole like miscongeniality thing. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. And I'm kind of like, at that point, I'm really leaning into it. Like I'm really leaning into being the unvaccinated girl in town if I go with misinformation. But, uh, and I'm sure my, you know, a lot of my loved ones would probably be embarrassed by that, but I think it's so funny. Anyway, it turns out someone already has that. I don't know if it's copywritten or not. Nonetheless, I didn't want to take that from them. So I went with New School News. And so far, I've done some cool independent stories. I'm learning it's so expensive to do everything on your own. I had thousands of dollars worth of equipment every day when I was in news. I, you know, those giant news cameras that hurt your shoulder, tripod, amazing microphones, uh, computer editing software. Now I'm learning all that stuff costs money. And all I really got to keep from my job was my ring light. My manager, who hugged me on the last day, not everybody hates me in news, just FYI. He gave me, he's like, hey, you can get the ring light and he hugged me. But all this stuff costs so much money. And so I feel like the quality of my stories isn't what I want it to be because I'm capable of making something that looks like it's on national news. Like I've had stories that have been picked up nationally Uh before, but I don't have the money to do that. So obviously like one day when I have 742 episodes or stories out there, I'm hoping I can buy all my own gear and I can just go shoot whatever I want. But for now I'm relying pretty heavily on zoom and my little GoPro just on my phone, uh, but I I want to get something sick whenever I can. Uh, it, it's hard to watch like in my some of my stories because I feel like they're they're what I want, but they're also like I wish I had the money to just go fly across the country and interview somebody in person because it looks so good when it's in person. But I think people who are genuinely trying to seek truth and seek other resources are not going to care. No. know
0: they're not they're not going to it that's
1: something that i've learned and something people have told me they're like just get started if you wait till you raise enough money
0: you'll never you'll never do it
1: like and and i it's true though i mean if there was like a serious emergency i'm not like "Mm, like, that anchor's not wearing mascara i'm not going to listen to her or oh the graphics are a little janky no like people almost can respect how humble it is and that like they I'm terrible at graphic design, not my wheelhouse. I had an amazing graphic designer I worked with at my station. I would kill to have her again. But I just... But I don't have the money to hire somebody to make every little graphic for me and make teach, a beautiful lower third for me. So teach. I'm just like rolling with it. I made one on my own. You can tell I made it. But hopefully people teach yourself overlook that stuff.
0: Teach yourself. Seriously. I mean, look at yeah. my first, I think it was two, my first 295 episodes were screen recorded, on zoom on a macbook above my parents garage in a room that echoed with shitty light and then yeah. i i saved up and got like a, a somewhat better webcam and then i saved up and got a microphone and then i i like uh, i think i put like a black sheet behind on either side of the flag so it actually looked like it was a room and then i you know i was like oh audio sucks and i started getting like I didn't even have tripods. I just started pulling shit from around the room. There was like a Bowflex, a filing cabinet, a rocking chair. And I just placed those around me and I just draped blankets over them and made just so it was somewhat sound suppressing and on and on and came into this apartment and then, you know, invested in like a much better camera. And it sucks because it's like $2,000, but I was like, I want that quality. And it you can't, yeah. you just can't really have any fun money for a couple months. But then I got like, like, sound panels and stuff and i hung them up and to the point where i like my fingers were blistering and i got moving blankets and you know mm-hmm. every, you need five point lighting and you look online, I, I on amazon like two thousand so dollars i was like Fuck that i just bought eight ring lights mm-hmm. like ten ten dollar chinese ring lights for instagram like i just bought those and hung them all around me and then i just zoomed in enough to where you can't see all the other shit so it kind of yeah. looks like i know what i'm doing yeah,
1: i don't have a beautiful audio booth like i used to have you know at all the new stations mm-hmm. I worked with before so I just bought this. Don't get this. This microphone's not my favorite. I bought it from Best Buy, and I track underneath
0: a blanket. Yeah. Like a oh, goat. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my my friend, my friend's like one of the most talented like like lyrical writers I know. He's like a math professor in Hawaii, but he could just rap like he can rap like Mac Miller. It's insane, and. He was like, I want to wait till I get. I was like, dude. And I showed him like my thing. And he, he like sent me a message like a week later and he like has a bookcase and he like took out the shelves and he like hung blankets in it. And then he had, it's like, it's like a little tiny fort you'd make as a kid. And he's like, this is what I do now. I'm like, that's all you need. Who gives a shit? Just start doing it. And but the point is, is like, go back and look at like the first episode I did. Look at the 300th, look at the 600th. It's tiny little progressions. And You're never going to reach a point where you go, now it's high quality. Even now I look at it and I'm like, what's the next level up of camera? What's the next level of editing? What's the next level? You're never going to stop doing that. And if you do stop doing it, you're dead because you've stopped progressing and growing. Um, So just work with what you have. And not that you need my advice, but if you're starting your own thing, I mean, truly you just start with what you have. And like, you kind of got to like find your own boundaries, email, email, Shoot really high up an email, and then they're going to say no, and be like, okay, I can't get Obama on, and then you go a little bit lower, and you're like, I can't get that guy on, and then you go a little bit lower, lower, and then finally you get like an author, and it's not the biggest author, but you're like, we'll take it, and you just move forward from there, and you just, every once in a while, take a stab at someone higher, and sometimes it works, sometimes it works, most of the time it doesn't, but just keep doing it, and I mean, I swear you'll blink your eyes, and you'll be at episode 500. I swear it was, I swear just yesterday I was passing like episode 200. It just, it just goes like that. And so it will work. And the thing that you're going to find though, is you you don't have like your professional team behind you and all your equipment and shit, but there's a payoff. And it's that it's just you, you have full creative license. I don't edit at all. Maybe you want to edit everything, May, I, I swear, I, I take bathroom breaks. I don't even edit them out. I'll just be like, hey, I'm going to be back. I go to the bathroom. I'll just leave. I don't, I'll do an interview with Dr. Malone, and there'll just be a two-minute dead space where I'm like, dude, I got to go to the bathroom. It doesn't. I don't care. And that, But that's my thing. You can do your thing, and that's the beauty that no amount of equipment is worth because you're your own boss, and you can just put any twist you want on it. And not only do you have that freedom, that very thing will become your strength because that will be your fingerprint. And only you will be it. You look at, like, Post Malone, and you're like, here's this crazy motherfucker with face tattoos, and, like, sometimes he raps, and sometimes he sings, like, you know, old westerns, and you're like, but that's him, and no one else is him. And that is the strength of it. And now this is turning into a motivational speech. But, like, yeah, it's, you're going to fucking succeed, dude. You you have more going into it than, like, you're an actual journalist. That I was I was a biology major. You've You've already got a leg up. You've already got a head start. Like, you're going to crush it. I don't. Oh,
1: thank you. I think something that is to be said is like my dad. Uh, I mean, I never. This is actually what I've never talked about my family before. I'm very guarded about my personal life after you know going through all that I went through. But he, when he was about my age, he really wanted to start his own business in the industry that he works in, and he thought, oh, you know, I don't know if if it's not a good time. And then later on, it's like, oh, I'm married. I have ten thousand. You know, Irish Catholic children, they end up raising these Irish Catholic, but you know, like, they just, Yeah.
0: They know, procreate. They, they shoot them out. And
1: them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I... <and>, uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening to this. He like doesn't even know how to turn on a cell phone, so he probably... It's
0: fine. He won't it. find it. It's cool.
1: <laughs> but he always wanted to start his own business and do his own thing, and there was always a reason, and now he's in his 60s, and it doesn't make sense to do it now, but... Yeah. In retrospect, he would have been great at it. He was just afraid to take the plunge. And he's had to listen to people his entire career who I don't believe are as smart as he is. And I don't like people who he works in sales, people who sell a fraction of what he sells. He's great at what he does. Uh, He kind of found it on accident. And I would think to myself, like, God, like I don't want to wake up in my 60s and think I spent my whole life doing this 24-7 COVID fear porn on TV, waiting for an opportunity to be able to like take full control and do all my own storytelling on my own. No one can tweak my anchor intro. Nobody can do little things here and there. And I realized the only way I was going to be able to do it was on my own. I was just worried about money and how I was going to make that work. But I'm a lot like you. I don't have any kids at this point in my life. I don't have any pets. Um, again, I think one day I will, but today's like not that day. Not that day today. Uh, I don't, I mean, if a puppy should have at my door, I don't think I'd have the heart to be like, no, go back. But <laughs> I'm just like not in that position right now. And this is like the point in my life where I have to do something that I feel good about. And if I fail, okay, whatever. Everybody back at my new station can laugh at me. I don't know if they would, but they can laugh at don't. me if they want to. Ooh, ooh. But I, I don't really care. And I also, I don't think I'm going to fail. I think it might take some time but I I really don't think I'm going to fail. I'm not trying to pull people away from people who sit and are addicted to news. Those people would have to pull themselves away. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just here for people who have genuine fair questions and feel like freedom of speech is under attack. They don't feel like they can get their questions answered elsewhere. And, you know, I don't want to say we're an alternative, but we are an alternative in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. No, it's, yeah no in terms of your news studio who gives a shit if they laugh or if they cheer just don't even think about them. like i don't yeah. think about it. I'm like do people like this or dislike it it just doesn't register i'm like i want dinner i just it just i don't it's not on my radar yeah and you, you you will fucking do it dude it's that um that maya angelou quote it was the quote that made me realize i like really, really didn't want to go to medical school like i had just gotten in i just started dating this girl i had like a couple months left to college everything was like perfect. And I was like, am I really about to like not do this? It was so hard to get into medical school. It was so hard.
1: And you had people who supported you for years. Yeah. Sailing you know, maybe helped you pay for college or, you know, it's like when you're, a, you know, you're a college or professional athlete, like your parents drove you to practice every mm-hmm. day for years. People haven't been Invested in you. So you feel like if you get there and it's not what you think it is and you don't do it, you feel like you're letting down all these people who you care about. Yeah. That's
0: how I felt. Oh, absolutely. And it was even, I also felt like I was just kind of betraying myself. I was like, dude, I went to the number one party school in the nation, the University of Georgia, with 30,000 beautiful women. I went to one football game. I studied, I would study for like, I'd study for like 27 days and go out once a month and get drunk. Like that's all I did. But there was a Maya Angelou quote. I remember one day I came home from like the bars and I was like super fucked up and like got way too high with my friends. And I remember I was just staring at the ceiling and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. And I like found this like quote just by like chance on like Reddit or something. This was like August, 2013. And it was, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story. And I was just like, it was a splinter in my brain. It was like, I couldn't unsee it. And I was like, fuck. Like, I was like, oh. And it was like, at that moment, I realized, I was like, I'm not going. Like, I haven't made the decision yet. I haven't sent the thank you, but no thank you email. I was like, "I, no, I can't. And there is a beauty in it because I think it's like a Jim Carrey quote. I don't know why it's him. But there's like a Jim Carrey quote, and it's like you might as well try to do what you love instead of staying safe, because you can still get fired from the safe job. <laughs> like, you know, there's no, there's no like guarantee. Everyone always says like, well, if you try and you fail, at least you know you tried. I'm looking at it a different way. I'm like, you can like toe the party line and still get fired as a reporter for some other reason. Just like, hey, we got a new girl. You're like, but I, I went and got the vax, I did all the things, and they're like, yeah, sucks to suck.
1: You know how many blondes want
0: my job? That's what I mean. San
1: Diego on the
0: beach. That's what I mean. You're in San Diego. They just mass produce fake bitches, just like a steam press. Like, I mean, it's it's Anchorman. It's San Diego. Like, it's all there. Like, yeah, yeah. That was my life. It's a lot more like
1: Anchorman than you might think. There Uh, are some real journalists. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, there's like four. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, the real journalists. Real journalists get their. The real journalists can't step foot on American soil. They're living in foreign embassies, or their cars get remotely hijacked and wrapped around a tree. That's a real journalist.
1: Really there are huge uh, <laughs> safety and social consequences. Eh, fucking so cute. cute. Wow, if, if, like. if, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And if you live your life, if you live your life, and I'm interrupting you, sorry, if you live your life safe and you never publish a bad story, what happens? You fucking die eventually anyway. So you're either some badass breaking a story on, like, the Pentagon Papers or NSA surveillance, and yeah, maybe one day you just, they find you face down dead, foaming in your bed, or you live a happy-go-lucky life and they eventually find you face down in your bed at 80. Who gives a shit? Go out. No, they they might. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Doctor Malone and I always joke about how, whenever I have him on, like there is like a knock at my door, and I always happens to be the maintenance guy. But we always joke, we're like, it's just going to be a Pfizer mercenary who's wearing like a Pizza Hut uniform. I mean, he's going to shoot me in the so, face, and it's going to be the over. It's going to be over.
1: But I don't trust people the way that I used to. I don't trust anyone. You don't live in fear forever. That's like one thing I wish I could tell people is.
0: It do- if, you, it doesn't matter. if you live in fear
1: forever, you're just gonna give more and more years of your life to
0: these people. Yeah. I think it was like what Eisenhower would say about like the nuclear bunkers. He was like, if we get to the nuclear bunker before the missiles hit and we have all the food, the water, the air recycling systems, everything, then what? Well, we're gonna sit in a concrete room with fluorescent lights until we die. Yeah. It just it just fucking ends. I don't want to die anytime soon. I'm 31. I'm really enjoying life. It just it it goes. It, it's done. It goes away. It doesn't matter. So yeah. you know, maybe don't go as hardcore. I don't have the balls to do like Ed Snowden and like go have to go live in a foreign embassy or Michael Hastings mm-hmm. whose car got hijacked and wrapped around that tree somewhere in California. But man, that there's. All
1: the time,
0: oh like. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You're in Russia. You get some polonium in your tea. You're dead. Doesn't fucking matter. You're dead. But. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, but, 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 but as opposed to what? Again, it's like the, you know, stay safe. You still get fired from your job for some other. You know, they're just going to bring in some dumb bimbo blonde. Okay. So I'd stay safe and don't do any dangerous stories. Does that mean I don't go to Walmart this afternoon and not get <laughs> blindsided by a truck? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, we're white and Irish. We're going to die of skin cancer. Like, what are we... It, I'm trying
1: to not eat seed oils right now, so maybe I can circumnavigate that. But um, that's another thing I would have never been able to talk about when you're in, like, It the not It doesn't,
0: you know, it doesn't but, that's, but you get the point I'm getting at is, like, nah, I do, I do. there is. there is no safety. There is nowhere to stand. There is no true longevity. It's all over. And there's never going to be a perfect moment to go chase the thing. If a perfect moment arises for you to go after your dream, chances are it's a trap. If someone yeah. came to me and was like, I want you to start a podcast and I'm going to pay for everything, I'd be like, You're the CIA. Fuck off. But no, like,
1: oh, No, that's, that's true.
0: That's yeah, it true. absolutely is. It's all this, all these money. I mean, who do you think's behind guys like people, like Charlie Kirk or they, they didn't just come out of nowhere? It's the Koch oh, brothers. Yeah, it's yeah. They got uh, billions. I mean, I, there was one independent
1: journalist. I won't call her out by name, but she claims to be an independent journalist. I was just poking around and I'm like, you someone gave you money for she sure like i see how nice this is money. like you leave your job Uh and she's she kind of acts like she's on our side but then you hear little things and i feel like she gives legitimacy to things that aren't true and i'm like someone's paying you to you know get yeah. this information out there it's people get hundreds of thousands of dollars for that shit.
0: it's central casting you got like a greta thunberg or like a david hogg or an aoc or uh or i mean even like a. I think, yeah, I mean, I look at someone like a Charlie Kirk, I'm like, who's this guy? He's not personable. This guy didn't build his own thing. This guy was just, you know, they, the Koch brothers or some other billionaires put some money in his ass, and they're like, hey, just deregulate the energy industry. Play it off as Turning Point You, It's all fucking fake. Go out and just... I don't know a goddamn thing about him. I'm just slandering him. I don't care. There's no such thing as bad PR. Char. Get in a high profile legal battle with me. It's it doesn't matter. I mean it worked for Rogan. He had on Malona McCullough and he got all the hate in the world. And I'm so jealous because I interviewed Malona McCullough six months before Rogan did. White House never tweeted about me. I would have loved that hate. That would have helped me so much. But it's I mean but like what we're doing right now, like we're like this insane conversation we're having now. Like what I get to do every day, you only get to do when you're own when you're your own boss, and it starts with like a MacBook. And no, the lighting's not great and the audio is a little janky. But like, and yeah, you start, yeah, you start with four subscribers on Rumble, and you're looking at it, and you're like, "What am I doing with my life?" You just have those moments where you're just like, you're in the shower, and you're like, "I got in a medical school, and I'm." getting banned from youtube 8 years later yeah. you're like what am i doing what am i doing but then you remind yourself that there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story and then you remind yourself that you do just die and then you're like that's why i'm doing it and it just getting banned from youtube is the best thing that happened to me it took me 2 years to get to 5000 subscribers i got permanently banned from there and in 7 months I'm almost at ten thousand on Rumble. So, like, the universe, the universe, the universe has your back. The universe likes it likes people that go out and get it. I don't know. I've just been like shooting words down your throat. Sorry, I'm just. Oh,
1: you're like a quote book. I know. I know. You for, you're like a fridge. You've got a quote for every situation. It
0: just yeah, but it's again. Dude, just do your own fucking thing, and there's and nothing.
1: To listening to this, this could be the sign for you to maybe take a leap. Go do it. Faith. Yeah, yeah. Granted, like neither of us have kids. I think about that all the time. Like, what? But I also think it would motivate me even more because I want a better world for my kids. Sure. Than the hyper-controlled pharmaceutical run country yeah. that we live in right now. Yeah. I mean, I think about people in Canada all the time. Unvaccinated people can't go anywhere. They can't take transportation. They can't fly and go visit family who live elsewhere. I mean, at least I can get on a plane and I can go most places right now. Fortunately. Uh, the hard part is in LA County. I know that they're changing the world right now, but I would go to visit my family. And uh, like one time we went out to eat and we you'd be vaccinated to eat inside. So we ate outside just because of me. And There is that sense of like, oh, man, like bringing everybody down. But everyone realizes this is some 1984 stuff going on right now.
0: They're like, this is retarded. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think about people in Canada all the time. They are absolutely being held hostage, prisoner. There are crazy things going on right there. Their media resources are completely controlled. Uh, If this was going on in another country, we'd be... Maybe talking about like, oh, you don't want to live in Cuba?
0: Yeah, oh, in yeah, that socialist like, hellhole. Yeah, yeah,
1: like you don't want to live there. Like are this hyper controlling government. Like no, like we should go invade Canada and save these people. I know Katie, Someone's made a joke about invading Australia or invading New Zealand, and she got a lot of stuff for that. But that's what something the U.S. would do if these weren't people that we were aligned with. And uh, I know certain places probably would love to have more control over their own people uh unfortunately california is one of those really controlling places right now it's so bad up in northern california there's a school district at least one but i'm sure there are several up in sonoma where kids have to eat with their masks on they have to chew underneath their masks (laughs) and keep wearing them outside it is the most messed up thing if i was a mom Oh, I would raise hell, PTA club level 500. I would never make my kid go through that. Never. Yeah. But that's the reality for so many people. And they have to, there's these alternative realities depending on what state or what country or even what county you're in sometimes. But, you know, you go to Tennessee or you go to some other places and life is completely normal. Other countries, life never really deviated from normal. I used to live in South Dakota and it pretty much always remained normal in certain parts. Yeah. Uh it's, we have these delusional alternate realities that are happening all over the place. But when you watch the TV, you'll think that things are really bad, even when you look around outside, and you don't see that. Sad. You know those videos that they played on the news, of people like shaking and falling in the street of COVID? Have you ever actually seen that walking around? No. No, but you have it in your mind, and you think that that's actually happening. I've seen and it so,
0: I've seen it happen to people after they get the vaccine, though.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's So it's like whatever you watch on TV or see on social media, if you've seen videos you're like oh it happened but like were you actually there so i try to talk to primary sources i try to talk to people when i interview who are actually there like oh did you see on social media and someone texted to you do you see it on tv or are you physically standing there watching this yeah you know who's who's lining your pocketbook i want to know
0: yeah it's that uh it's that bill hicks quote and he's like uh and he's like "You, you ever see he's like you ever see the news you turn it on and it's like War, famine, recession, depression, rape, genocide, war, famine, recession. He goes, and then you look outside and you just, like, the sun is just kind of softly hitting the leaves, and there's like a little, like, there's a rustle. You see, like, a couple, like, just chirping birds. A little kid goes by on a bicycle.
1: Yeah. Like, imagine if you had a family member who was in a coma for the last three, four years, and they woke up. If they had to walk outside the hospital
0: and look around, would they think that anything exactly. exactly, exactly. If they, if you didn't tell them a goddamn, th- I always think about that. I'm like, if aliens came to our planet, but like they couldn't hear or read, and they just looked at us and they came and like landed in this room right now, they'd be like, oh, it's a s- sunny day. Feels kind of good here. Like, oh, that water sparkles. I like the way their ho- their star hits their home planet. They wouldn't, imp- yeah. they, they're, they're not talking about the inflation rate or Ukraine and, and Russia. They'd just be like, oh, this is, you know, oh, look, hot water runs in my shower. That's a blessing. My refrigerator works. I woke up today. Everything's working. I went to the gym. I'm 31. I'm healthy. Cool. said yeah. it. The spike proteins are coming to rape you. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? And it's inflation rate is going to eat you alive. And I don't know, man. I don't, and that's kind of another reason i like doing this is I, I, I can't just yeah you're right turn on the news and it's just death destruction the end is near versus like i just do a podcast and slippers and kind of shoot the shit and laugh and make jokes about shit and man. Yeah. like that's that's really what life is and it's again all these things are available to you now that you're out kind of pioneering your own thing but Miss Allison Royal. I have another guest in two minutes. So we got to wrap this one up. Um, email me all the links you want to your social media, to your rumble, to all that stuff. And I'll put it in the description. Everybody listening, please go help her out. Please go uh, give her some subscribers, try to get her started. But uh, also I would say if I could give you one piece of advice, starting your own thing, and it would be the most important piece of advice I received. You're owed nothing. If you just keep that in your mind, everything else will happen just remember that yeah it's really awesome it's really awesome when like when someone retweets you and you get it you're like fuck yeah if you just remember you're owed nothing you actually end up getting like more favors but i found the second if i'm like hey man i had you on uh you haven't retweeted it yet uh, uh. so but that being said i am gonna i am gonna try to help you out i respect what you're doing. Thank you. But I appreciate it for your own mental I'll health. Forward, I yeah, promise. yeah, for your own mental health. I would just remind yourself, you're owed nothing, and everything else will work. People, people will recognize that that kind of mindset. But new guest is entering, so I got to let you go. Please email me every. Literally, email me exactly what you want, copy and pasted, and okay. I will just copy and paste it, put it in the description, and I will try to help you get started love to have you on again sometime go through my episodes if there's anybody you want to talk to i'll do my best to put you in touch with them to try to sort of facilitate the growth of your own channel all right
1: oh thank you i appreciate it
0: absolutely thank you so much thank you for what you're doing uh fuck peer pressure fuck going along with what everybody else wants to do do your own thing there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story Thank you Did so Maya much, my Angela that too? Maya she, she 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 had a she had a dirty mouth. She would say, "There's no greater fucking agony than she was." You know, she'd get drunk, she'd start yelling. It was it was ugly. We got a white washer. No, she didn't say that. All right, take care. Thank you so much. Recording stop. Bye bye. <coughs>